Welcome back to another podcast here. Today is a teaching podcast about don't lose yourself. Now, Lisa, what is uh, what do you think losing yourself means? Um, losing yourself is basically having your personality or um, just your likes, wants, desires kind of just get pushed to the wayside um, in allowing the significant other to kind of take over. Do you think this is something that is maliciously done or out of mindlessness that is generally done? No, I definitely think it's more mindless. I don't think, unless you're dealing with someone that's abusive that kind of purposely does it. Or a a narcissist. Right, or a narcissist. um, It's usually a mindless thing. So what we're talking about today is really uh, losing yourself not because someone is doing it by design, but sometimes it's because of personality, insecurities, mm-hmm. um, even um, just situational uh, right. dynamics that can happen where one loses themselves in a relationship. Now, this can happen in dating life, right? Early on the onset off of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can happen during uh, well into dating. Uh, it could also Right. Really take Once place you, in an engagement, and it definitely sometimes takes place in those first few years of marriage. Right. Yeah. Once you, when you get into that dating scene, going back to that a little bit, um, and you've kind of relaxed and you've gotten into a groove, but at the same time, you know, you have one that's kind of domineering and one that's not so domineering. You know, looking at this, the, the in, in preparing for this podcast of trying to think about how do we accurately explain this, I kind of want to use, you know, what happens in our yard. Now, I'm not the best gardener uh, by all means, but, you know, I come from a family where we enjoyed the outside. I mean, we were like little Latino hobbits, if you will. We loved the growing things, you know. Um, I'm not saying we were the best. My my Nana and Data were really just phenomenal uh, um gardeners. Uh, back, back at Bisbee, there was just this beautiful hillside that they actually would turn into this little walkthrough garden. It was really quite cool. I remember that from my youth. But to really give the analogy, what can happen is this, is that when you have two lives coming together, you really want to grow together. You want to develop together. It's okay to find new interests, figure out that maybe you're more interested in this hobby than this one when you were single. All that is good. All that is natural. All that is part of uh, just growing together, you know. Um, that would be like two saplings, uh, that I have in my yard that we have this big old grapefruit tree and you could tell that it was two saplings that grew so close together that they ended to intertwine into one trunk. Now, when you look at the trunk, you can tell that there's like a twist in it and that these two saplings that was two separate trees, as they grew together, their trunks kind of merged into one tree and they're providing each other with mutual benefits, um, water, nutrients, and it's a giant grapefruit tree in my in my yard. It's it's taller than my house. That is what we want when we grow together. That's a great analogy. However, losing yourself happens when I have this lemon tree that's on my east side where I have these beautiful vines that grow up onto my house. And they and it's really kind of nice, because especially here in these Arizona heat, it shades from the east sun. So it really provides a nice blanket onto the house. Well, as these vines do, they started to grow up onto the lemon tree. 
And at first, it actually looked really quite beautiful because mm -hmm. of you would get a little bit of these vines and these flowers that are kind of intertwining with the lemon tree. And at first, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But then the other day, I had to go and I actually had to clip those vines off because it was choking out right. this, this lemon tree. And that's really the best analogy about losing yourself is that at first it might look like, hey, this is kind of neat. It's kind of our lives are intertwining. But then all of a sudden the other plant is consuming the other one right? because of its nature. It's not even trying to be malicious. It's not like these plants are like, I'm going to tear up that lemon tree. You know, it's <laughs> it's doing what it naturally does. And because of the two different natures between this vine, which is kind of a crawling vine versus a tree that is more stationary, it's consuming. Mm -hmm. And that is what we don't want in relationships. You don't want that in a relationship. You want to grow together. You don't want to be right. consumed. You want to have that balance together, not have someone overtake you, overtake that significant other. The hard part about this is a lot of times you don't see this coming. So, you know, what does this generally look like when you start to lose yourself? Well, one, you start try finding out that you have the time for certain hobbies, activities, or interests like you used to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you get involved with someone, it's good to kind of pull back a little bit. Uh, if you are a person who loves sports and you worked out six, seven hours of the day, well, that's not that's really – um, realistic if you're now with someone, right. unless they're a, like a sports nut too, uh, you, you might have to pull back to four hours or three hours. That's, that's normal. And that's okay. That's a compromise. But what does it look like? It means that what, what losing yourself is you're starting to have no time for this. You're starting to realize that you're giving up more and more of your hobbies, your interests for the other person, mm -hmm. whether they ask for it or not. Right. You know, maybe you do it to keep the peace. Maybe you do it because it makes them happy, you know, or something along those lines. But that's what it kind of generally looks like is that you start to lose time on hobbies and interests. And then you start feeling unsatisfied within yourself, like there's something missing in yourself and you don't know why. You may even start nitpicking at the other person for the simple things that they do, you know, or, or are we starting to push back at something that is a general decision? This is when these are some signs that you might start losing yourself, but it also kind of diverges and be a little bit different, both for men and women. Mm -hmm. um, Lisa, would you describe, you know, what might a woman be going through when she's starting to lose herself? Um, I think a lot of it is they kind of pull back, they cut them kind of shut down. Um, I know that when I think about that, it's, you know, they don't speak up or have a voice. Um, a lot of times lets the significant other make all the decisions and doesn't give her opinion on what she thinks on the matter. Um, I know that that's something that uh, women definitely struggle with if they're feeling like they're losing themselves. It also sacrifices what she likes or is interested in just to make the significant other happy. Um, I know in other times they can also just sacrifice um, time with friends a lot if they feel like the significant other doesn't like the friends or, um, you know, just doesn't enjoy that or just wants to be with that person. I know that that can get somewhat dangerous sometimes if you're not willing to, to not be with that person 24-7. 
Um, so I would say that's kind of what it feels like to lose yourself, you know, at least for uh, coming from a woman's point of view. You know, for men, it's almost a little bit significant when a man starts losing themselves. I found that with some of the people I uh, counsel with and even looking back on a few relationships I had, uh, we start getting quiet and we start not fighting for things just to keep the peace, just to keep them happy. And so one of the signs I think for men is, is that we kind of become quiet. But what it is, is it's not a we let it go. It's it becomes like a slow burn. Uh, in our heart and our minds, we almost kind of get bitter a little bit. Uh, we might start even uh, retreating uh, to the man cave. And I don't even mean that in a healthy way. It's just we we do what we can to appease the person in the relationship. And then we kind of slunk back. So we don't cause waves. We don't uh, make make them angry. It's a little bit like walking on eggshells because we don't want to deal with the drama. Um, we have no problem having our voice, but we just choose not to use it because it doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's also, we become lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start becoming lazy in things. Um, we don't want to do our hobbies or do our interests like we used to. There's almost coming a feeling of like, what's the point? Right. And that's not just to say, you know, when you have kids, things change, dynamics change. Um, You know, it's, I I don't think that's what we're necessarily referring to is, you know, life change, but more, no matter what's going on in your life, you just don't have that interest. You don't have that um, desire anymore because you feel like, why fight? Why fight it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think another big sign is, is that, and this happens with uh, men, is we start getting more of a wandering eye. Mm. Um, you know, when we feel like we're losing ourselves, we're trying, we're almost gravitate to others who make us feel again, like right. our old self. This could be, and it doesn't even have to be really a physical affair. It could be what is considered an emotional affair where uh, even if the other person is completely innocent and is not even trying to lead on, but in our hearts, we're kind of like, I almost wish my person was like this person. And it, it doesn't even have to be someone of the same age. Um, it could be, you know, not to get into some sort of Oedipus complex. That's not what <laughs> I'm getting at. Um, but it could just be whatever f- person is in their life, a lot um, Attracted to to or attracted to those characters or the fact that they're saying, wow, this person makes me feel like my old self. Right, right. This could happen. So I think a a flag for some men when they're feeling like they're losing themselves is they're starting to have a wondering eye. Um, This could be found in not just not just in people in their own lives and personality, but pornography, uh, things along those sorts. Uh, They find themselves that they're going to it a lot more. I know for women, um, thinking back on that. You know, I think that that's also something that happens to women if they feel like they're losing themselves. They'll start to possibly connect with another person, another significant other, and um, will then realize that they're bonding more with that person than with their significant other at the time. Um, And it can cause, as you were talking about, an emotional affair. Um, And I know that that's happened a lot for women, especially as they get a little bit older. Um, they will start to realize, oh my gosh, I'm not the same person I was and I don't really like who I am now. And then they'll find someone that will make them 
feel good about themselves or, you know, they'll um, be talking to them and being able to share more than they were with their significant other. And then it kind of goes down a path that I don't think that they want it to go down. So um, quick question for you. Do you think that that can happen um, a uh, midlife crisis for men? Oh, absolutely. Midlife crisis for men is... Um, is the epitome of a man kind of looking at himself and there's some, a lot of biological things that are going on in there. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone right now who is like in your late thirties, early forties, you're getting married again, you're listening to this podcast, you know, uh, there are a lot more out there than there is. If you're a 21 year old woman Mm -hmm. and you're looking at marrying a 40 year old man because you connect, uh, he's about to, possibly a reason why you're with him or he's attracted to you is because you're making him feel like he's 20 again. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not to say that that relationship can't work. I'm just saying that there's some midlife crisis issues that are going on when you got like a 45 year old trying to date, you know, someone who is half their age. Um, and so, yeah, in a lot of ways, that's kind of part of the midlife crisis. It's trying to find yourself again, trying, and that's why you'll get, you know, them buying the fancy new car or going into X Games or, you know, the finding the that the new girl that's younger, finding that new girl who's younger, or the, uh, you know, I'm not I'm more. I'm going to go as a 47, 40 May fighting, and you're like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> you're arthritic. <laughs> And you're overweight. Yeah, but I can do it. And it's all about, you know, trying to find themselves. And in a lot of cases, man, that is, it's kind of a natural state of life. And it's good to get counseling. Um, It's not even bad to kind of change up your routine and find new interests. That kind of helps you through it. Mm -hmm. But instead of trying to recapture what you were, grow forward to something different. But that's a different podcast for a different time. But that's a good question, Elise. I think that is definitely in part of... uh, when it comes to men. But for the sake of this podcast, we're talking about when a relationship causes you to lose yourself. And so these are some of the flags that you may want to consider that might be happening when you are um, finding yourself in the situation. And so this is, you know, so it is a little different for men and women, but it's also, there's a lot of similarities. Similarities, It just comes out different ways. But there's also some reasons why this is happening. And in a lot of cases, it's because you have one person who's a dominating, who has a dominating personality, mm-hmm. another person who has an insecure personality. Now, that's not gender specific. That could be, uh, you could have a female who's very dominating. You can have a male who's very insecure and you, and vice versa. You can have a male who's dominating and a female who's insecure. Um These personalities are not gender specific, Mm -hmm. but they do play a factor. Now, we are not saying that if you have a person who is a domineering personality, um, that it will never work with someone who's insecure. I am not saying that at all. What we are saying is there's potential for one to lose themselves. And believe it or not, it could be both. You might be thinking, well, obviously insecure person. Well, they may more likely lose themselves first. But the domineering person could also lose themselves in terms of overcompensating or feeling that they need to overcompensate for the insecure personality. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, you know, I want to talk to those who are insecure. If you are in a relationship and you feel like you're losing yourself, the question I would have to ask you is, have you found your voice? Mm 
do you speak up? Mm-hmm. Do you voice what you like, what you don't like, what you need? Uh, do you voice your boundaries? Because part of the reason why you might be losing yourself is you're not fighting for yourself. Right. You're not considering yourself not more important, but just as important as the person. Um, and that's imp- it's very important to have boundaries, especially coming from, I think I kind of come from that. I'm, I would say I'm more, um, more quiet in ways and in growing up, I was definitely insecure. And so I definitely struggle with that. And so it's definitely important to have your voice to find your boundaries, as we've talked about in other podcasts before, um, you know, figuring out those boundaries and what you are okay with in the relationship. And if if a boundary is, you know what, I'm going to go out with my friends once a month, then that can be a boundary, you know, whether you're going to come with me, I'm still going to go do that. Well, I think that goes into the next point of, you know, continue your hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are an insecure person, but you really enjoy going for a run and your domineering significant other is a, uh, uh, you know, more of a homebody, stay at home, it's okay to leave them and go for a run. Right. It's okay to say, hey, I'm going to go for a run. And when I get back, we'll watch that show together. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, and you don't need a fear. Well, are they going to be mad at me because I went for a run? Well, if they are, then so what? Mm-hmm. You 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 need to know that you have interests and hobbies that were yours, that were part of your identity, and it's okay to continue. It's better if they join you, mm-hmm. but it's still good that if you continue without them. And it's okay to have that in a relationship. You don't have to do everything together. You in, really don't. In fact, it. I feel that sometimes you need to do things separately so that you miss that person and you um, appreciate what they have, what they are to you. So if you have an insecure pure, uh, personality, I encourage you find a friend, find a mentor, find a counselor, a pastor or who's significant in your life that can help you find your voice. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go from an introvert to an extrovert. No, be who you are. But be who you are with a voice and recognize that your voice matters, especially in a relationship, because if you have your voice, you're less likely to. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a dominating um, personality, uh, what would you what would you advise for that, Lise, for someone who's domineering? So so as domineering, you want to consider others um, more important than yourself because because when you're a domineering personality it's just kind of you just kind of speak up and do things um that you don't really necessarily consider um the other person that might be insecure um you want to be humble and pulling their desires out but create a safe place for them um in that so i know coming from a person that you know is more quiet and more insecure. Um, sometimes it's it's hard for us to speak up if we don't feel safe doing it. And that is something that you can definitely do for your significant if you create that safe place for them, so that they feel that they can speak up and that they can have that voice. Yeah, I, being someone who's a domineering person, I, I I've realized it. I've had to learn the hard way about. Um, making sure there's a safe space to speak. And then over the years, I found that it actually became a joy to try to help someone to have their voice. 
it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's my coaching spirit or just, I like to see people improve, but I have fun trying to get someone to go, you know, when, you know, whether it's you or someone else were, Hey, what's wrong? I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're not, you know? And so because I have a domineering personality, you know, I don't need to change my domineering personality. I right. just have to direct it into the right, um, right way. So then it's like, it's okay. What What's going on? And then, you know, I, 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 because I'm a big guy, I sit down, I get lower mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have fun saying, all right, can I get this person to talk? You know? Well, and, and I think also at least coming from, you know, thinking through our person or not our personality, but our relationship, it's also also grown in the fact that if I feel like I need to process first, I'll tell you I need to process first. But that I feel because you've created a safe place for me, um, most of the time I find I come to you and talk to you about things. And there, there's, there's. Remember, a lot of this we're giving to you guys in all these other podcasts is to create boundaries and a a uh, a framework for a relationship to grow. This is just another of the relationship. Garden, gardening box, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that is keeping all the soil and all the good things in, so that way these plants can grow. The uh, you know to just continue to beat this analogy to death. <laughs> um, this is important. You cannot lose yourself, and if you're a domineering person, you will you have to take a conscious effort mm-hmm. to pull back a little bit, but not lose yourself either. Mm-hmm. Because what's interesting is that a, a domineering person. Um, can lose themselves tubes too. Like they always have to lead. They always have to be the a-hole to get anything done. And then they turn around and look in the mirror and they go, I hate this person I've become. And so it's important for the domineering person to pull back and be humble. Mm-hmm. But it's important for the insecure person to speak up. Right. Absolutely. And when both are meeting, then you're meeting each other in the right space, and then you're growing, mm-hmm. and you're growing together. You know, there's a lot of dangers in not doing this, and one of the dangers is, other than losing yourself, is uh, comes in some situational. It can cause depression. You know, the insecure person will probably be more prone to that, mm-hmm. but the domineering person, uh, depression sometimes in them looks like anger, right? Uh, looks like controlling. That inside, they're just so upset with how things are going that they're just, they're trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just because someone's domineering doesn't mean they're not just as afraid as the insane. It just comes out differently. So that's the danger. It can cause depression. It can cause feelings of being unfulfilled, which which in a lot of ways is basically the fertilizer, right. you know, for cheating. Right, exactly. It causes that what we were just talking about before with with holes of if they if you're feeling I'm feeling on the first precursor to oh, you know, wandering eye or oh, this guy really makes me feel good or you know, whoever it might be. You know, and the biggest one is it could lead to a an explosion an emotionally explosion uh situation. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's just take a scenario. <laughs> domineering person wants to go see a certain type of movie. They want to go always see a comedy. They want to see a comedy, right? Nothing. Nobody loves comedies. Mm-hmm. Go to the movie. He chooses or she chooses a comedy, right? The other person may not want to see a comedy or may not want to see another comedy because they feel they always see comedies. Can For once, can we see a drama? Can we see an action flick? You know, yes. 
Can we see a rom-com or whatever, you know? And then, you know, they get up, they walk up to the movie theater. The domineering person says two for comedy. And then all of a sudden the person, for whatever reason, just loses their mind. They go, Mm -hmm. could you ask me what I wanted to see? You know, right there in front of the movie taker guy. And the guy's like, oh, oh." and she's just like, (laughs) you always do this. And, you know, I just want to see, you know, an action flick for once. And all of a sudden people in line are like, what the heck's going on there? And here's the thing. The person who felt like they were losing themselves, who finally spoke up, didn't speak up. They blew up. And now they look like the crazy one. Yep. And so, you know, what am I trying to say is like, you know, when you find your voice and you find your voice consistency consistently, Consistently. you could also find the right time to have your voice because sooner or later you're going to explode. At some point it's going to build up, build up, build up, and then you're going to, yeah, you're going to explode in anger. And even though you have every right to finally speak up, you're going to look like the crazy one in the moment. So it's better to, you know, the danger in losing yourself is, is you're going to have an explosive moment. It will be you know, at in line at the movie theater, at a restaurant, or it could be even in a subtle way where you just pack up your stuff and leave. And the person, the other person comes home and feels blindsided that they didn't even see this coming. Right. Because when the insecure personality doesn't have a voice, then at some point they get sick of it and then they finally do something about it. And Sometimes it does blindside the person because they had no clue that that's how you were feeling because you never spoke up and told them. These are the dangers of losing yourself because sometimes once you lose yourself, it's hard to kind of find your way back, Mm -hmm. even if you get out of the relationship, whether it was a toxic one or just a relationship that just wasn't going in the right direction. You want to always know who you are. You want to have your identity. Like I was speaking about with those two trees, those two trees started as grapefruit trees. They grew up, they changed, but they always maintained the fact that they were a grapefruit tree. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Again, I'm going to beat this agricultural analogy to death here. It's the same thing as grafting in a tree. You know, um, master, you know, uh, gardeners can graft branches onto a tree. I've seen trees where the core of the tree was a grapefruit tree. Someone took a lemon or an orange and grafted it into the trunk of the tree. And because they did it with skill, they did it with patience, and they took their time, the two grew together, but that branch, even though is now part of the tree and is fueled by the tree and nurtured by the tree, still maintains the fact that it's an orange branch and still producing orange fruit with a hint of the grapefruit or lemon because, you know, you can't help but be influenced, Mm -hmm. but it's a healthy fruit tree. The same thing is relationships. As you grow together as one, Mm -hmm. you can nurture each other. You can help each other grow. You can find even better Together as a couple. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to lose your identity as an individual. And how do you protect your individuality? You speak up. You humble yourself. You maintain the interests that you have. And it's okay to do things with the, without the other person. And that's where those boundaries come in and you figure out those boundaries. 
And if you consider others more important than yourself, then you might be able to foster the identity of your significant other. And that is one of the most loving things you can do, but it does take work. All right, that's all for today. And let us remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind. If you enjoyed this podcast and realize that you and your future spouse could benefit from some premarital coaching, check us out on facebook.com forward slash HM premarital or search heart and mind premarital. There you will find a list of services and costs that might suit your needs. The first 30 minute session is free to ensure that we are a good fit. And if we are, we will continue from there. Give your marriage a fighting chance of survival and receive some premarital coaching today. Check us out on facebook.com forward slash H&M premarital.